0: It's right here, The Conspiracy Show, with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio.
1: And we are back with Robert Kiviat, talking about this new era of UFO disclosure, but is it really a new era, or is it more of the old, uh, just more of the old uh, manipulation? That's what it sounds like. And I mentioned before the break, Robert, the, the conflicting messages coming out of Hollywood, which seems to always... Have us kind of off balance and not really sure what we're supposed to take away in terms of the message, uh, or you know what what ETS are all about. I mentioned Steven Spielberg, and we have sort of uh, uh, the the, benefic- the benevolent uh, portrayal of aliens in ET, and then we have War of the Worlds and and so forth. This constant, steady stream of dissonance, really uh, that yeah, that surely yeah, uh-huh. is is part of the game plan.
2: I was very impressed. When you brought that up before the break. You know, that Steven Spielberg apparently changed his uh, tone about aliens and uh, extraterrestrial beings. You know, one minute Close Encounters the Third time, and ET uh, presented a very, very benevolent, you know, view, and then all of a sudden, years later, in, in the remake of of of, of Wells, you know, uh, for the worlds. You have a very, very macabre, almost um, you know horrific look at what alien uh, contact may be, uh, so or may to. So you have to wonder. You know, years ago I heard a story about that, which I don't know it's true or not. But I figured, that for our uh, purposes tonight, why not throw it in? because you were so uh, sort of pressing it to bring it up. Um, apparently, I heard the story that Spielberg uh, about years later was at an event and uh, he was approached by a, an operative of some kind that gave him some uh, video or film or photographic evidence that when he went home to look at it, it freaked him out so much that he decided to uh, drop UFO and alien-related uh, dissemination, if you will. Now, look, I don't know if that's true, but I do know the person who told me that was of the highest level in the television industry, so I can't believe he would be making a story the opposite of to Stephen. So, in other words, Stephen had been shown you know physical or photographic evidence that made him believe that uh, he should put a rap on that. So, as far as I'm concerned, what I have found out, and hopefully tonight before we uh, end tonight, uh... your listeners will understand what it's like to be embedded and to try to figure out this thing and put your family uh, up against it, so to speak, to figure out what's true about UFOs. You know, I've done many, many other types of stories on television. Uh, many things I'm proud of, mysterious of, of every kind, and of mysteries of every kind. But when it comes to UFOs, we are talking about what could be the most important story ever told in our, you know, in our history, in, the, you know, present history, whether that will be visited by beings from another planet or another, uh, space and time, if you will. And if our government is trying to manipulate that, then we need to be very vigilant and figure out what the hell is going on. So, unfortunately, to take on that kind of uh, mission, if you will, uh, you have to go up, up against it, so to speak. You go against uh, networks, uh, entertainment conglomerates, which do not really, really feel truth matters very much. And if truth matters and people really want to get to the bottom of this, then uh, they can help me. And I have a GoFundMe uh, uh, site right now going because I am trying to develop a campaign. That will be uh, supportive of my legal case we filed in California here, which is to bring the CIA scientist, the with around Pandolfi, and also a guy named Dan I mentioned earlier. This is the uh, former congressman of Utah. Why do they want to control my time, my energy, my efforts for a year? Uh, who are they working for? What are their uh, uh, agendas, if you will? And we're going to get to the bottom of a lot of things here. I think, Richard, we're going to find out that just because we're looking for a payment of by contract, that is a vehicle by which to get into this entire issue about, or, the, or an opportunity, I should say, to get into the entire obscuration of government manipulation of people involved in UFO research, and even producers doing TV shows like mine, and of course figure out what's going on with to, to the Children's Academy, which appears to be either a government related uh, PSYOP of some kind, or they really have some agenda to manipulate people to believe that we're being threatened by unknown vehicles that appear to look like Tic Tacs, 50-foot long, uh, 25-foot wide uh, craft of some kind that are coming in the hundreds, over two nuclear aircraft carrier groups to exercise by, you know, a decade or more in the two events. And, we it by tonight. But, and by the way, the New York Times completely blew that story about whether or not you know, there was just the Nimitz case in 2004 and whether or not we had another case in 2015. And that's another story completely mentioned about why our media, Completely cannot cover UFOs properly. They don't have the acumen, they don't have the care, they don't even have the interest, possibly, to some level. But uh, that's one thing, completely. So, anyway, we're going to get to the bottom of a lot of things with court case, which people should be aware of. We have a GoFundMe uh, site and go to your website, Richard, which, by the way, you articulated my situation very well, where it's written there. And then click on the little menu in there and go to my site and help me because I'm trying to. Take on, I think, something that any good journalist with his salt would uh, take on if he was being kind of screwed by these people directly. But also, it's a chance to really get into it once and for all. Uh, if there's anybody who cared about UFO truth, uh, if you could help me out a little bit, that'd be great. But just maybe the point.
1: Well, but, but and as you say, it's not about what. What do what they? Uh, what do they? Oh, you were left holding the bag for what? About was it three hundred thousand dollars worth of? Your time and, yeah, and they, effort.
2: They, 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 uh, they owe me. It's all like a lot, but they owe, they owe me what good have been what I would have made in my own industry that I make usually. So I mean, you're talking about a quarter million dollars roughly in salary and back pay, and they could have paid me off very easily if they were smart about this. But unfortunately, what they want to do now is having have dragged me into a courtroom in California, which in California that we find out uh, is a very, very uh, Protective state for the employee. And since I have been, I filled I out a very, very serious employment contract and signed that, which is what our uh, operating contract is to me, uh, it's a very, very important thing for either them to settle, or if not settle it's going to deal with the many more hundred thousand dollars in penalties and whatnot for employment law, which is really fascinating because if a guy from the CIA was involved, he should have known this. If a former Congressman was involved, he should have known this, so it just looks to me like a, like I said, a fly trap where people were trying to slam together, and uh, now the uh, fallout is occurring. But the good news is, if you care about the truth about UFOs, we're going to get into a many areas in this lawsuit that almost no other uh, plaintiff, if you will, has ever uh, or person ever uh, suing has ever uh, been able to sort of achieve. It's very unique.
1: We'll open up the phone lines in the uh, the second hour. We're approaching the top of the hour. Robert Kvyat stays with us for the full two hours. We'll take questions and comments uh, for Robert, and uh, you can respond to uh, to what you're hearing. It. it I mean, it doesn't seem, as you say, very, very smart on their part uh, to open themselves up for a lawsuit and to have this explained. I mean, uh, if, you know, these this company was backed by the CIA, you would think they would have pretty deep pockets. Uh, you know, to write you a check and to pay you um, would have seemed obviously like the smart thing to do. Anyway, we'll we'll pick this up on the other side. We'll take questions and comments. 416-360-0740 in the Greater Toronto Area. 416-360-0740. And toll free from just about anywhere. 1-866-740-4740.
0: Live from Toronto, Canada, Earth, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett
1: on Zoomer Radio. Long haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed rec room with the hi-fi, the shag carpeting and the electric fireplace, your loft. That greasy spoon just off the interstate and your cabin in the woods. And a big howdy to each and every one of you listening in on our flagship station. 740 kilohertz on the amplitude modulation band. 96.7 on the frequency modulation band. Zoomer Radio here in Toronto. Hiya to all of those listening in on one of our affiliate stations across North America from Kodiak, Alaska to Lubbock, Texas. Hey to those of you watching this radio transmission on YouTube. And yes, we are streaming tonight. Uh, the YouTube channel is Strange Planet. Hit that red sub button if you would. And of course, hello to the faithful assembled in the live stream chat. However and wherever you're listening and watching, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes. And I thank you for your fine company. A veteran Fox Network UFO investigative TV producer Robert C. Kiviat, uh, stays with us this hour to talk about the rival factions within the U.S. Defense Department and U.S. intelligence agencies that are, he says, battling each other for dominance in explaining to the public what UFOs represent. Are they harbingers of doom, the apocalypse, or heaven on Earth? Perhaps something in between? Uh, Before we get back to my conversation with Robert, it's time to announce this month's winner of Strange Planet Merchandise, Anthony Ward, ...of Henderson, Nevada. Uh, Your name has been drawn from the list of our Patreon supporters... ...and you have won a Volume 1 of my Strange Planet radio feature on CD. Volume 1 of my collection of my Strange Planet radio feature. Uh, Congrats, uh, Anthony. We'll get that out in the mail to you first thing Monday. Now, if you want to be eligible for monthly draws for Strange Planet merch or to be eligible for the exclusive monthly live online chats or monthly live online hangouts on air, go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet and consider becoming a donor or an official sponsor supporter, rather an official supporter, a patreon.com forward slash strange planet, Robert Kiviat, best known for helping the Fox network establish its alternative TV department. With highly rated prime time documentary specials such as Alien Autopsy, Factor Fiction, UFOs, The Best Evidence Ever Caught on Tape, One and Two, Miracles and Visions, Factor Fiction, Prophecies of the Millennium, World's Greatest Hoaxes, Secrets Finally Revealed, and Ghosts Caught on Tape, Factor Fiction. And um, Robert, before the break, uh, while well, we were kicking around a, a number of topics, and it all sort of focuses on the manipulation, uh, and I was trying to understand the CIA, on the one hand, or the intelligence agencies, uh, as best you can uh, uh, figure out what is their narrative. What what are they trying to push? That ETs are are hostile, uh, or that they are benevolent. What do you? What, what what are they pushing? I
2: hate to be so simple about it, but why don't we try to? in a very kind of simpleton way, and then it kind of you know, branch out from there. Let's just put it this way. There appear to be enough evidentiary correlating kind of things we could point to that seem to show that the Defense Intelligence Agency, the people more involved in military, not intelligence, but military, uh, DOD, Department of Defense, they seem to be swayed by, to some degree, maybe even slightly, but to some degree, by some of the activities that they claim were happening at Skidwalker Ranch over the last 20 years or so. And these events seem to correlate or conflate in some way to UFOs being some kind of either demonic or some kind of... um interdimensional type of phenomena, not coming from another planet, not coming from any kind of, like, threat from, let's say, another, you know, planetary system, but may even be more along the lines of spiritual, like we would think of as demonic or angelic or that type of thing, and not at all, you know, you know, metallic craft of some kind. And that seems to be coming from several different, either PSYOPs or things that we can kind of you know, we'll you know, break them down to simply tonight, but we can call for the moment PSYOPs that were allegedly created by the government, studies that were done that indicated possibly we're dealing with some other kind of phenomena not coming from another planet. And then we have apparently on the intelligence side, CIA, uh, not defense intelligence. And it gets complicated, I'm sure, but may have to break this down, but Defense intelligence is not necessarily central intelligence. There are different branches of a similar type of intelligence community where they appear to be being led by this chairman named Bob who is the guy that was behind the company I work for, and they appear to be trying to say that UFOs are some kind of interdimensional um, of entities coming in from portals some other kind of like, you know, we'll call it let's say wormholes coming in from uh, different places and are sort of activating in certain parts of our pla- on certain parts of our planet right now. And so that's like a different dilemma. Like, wait a minute, now we have that version of things. Now whatever these tic tac craft that the New York Times wrote about and what they're referring to, which by the way, just so we understand each other tonight, which is there appeared to be two different events in New York Times covering, but very badly. One was a 2004 event where many of these 25-foot-wide, uh, 50-foot-long uh, tic-tac-shaped ship craft, like a candy, hundreds of them came down from outer space, covered by this nuclear aircraft craft group around the limits, craft, you know, limits group in 2004. But then apparently in 2015... These two other videos that were released to, to the South Academy are from another event separated many, many years, 2015. We're talking now about how many years over a decade on the east coast of the United States by like Florida. So there's another event. So imagine we have two major events the last, you know, few years called over a decade on both coasts of the United States, involving a nuclear aircraft, you know, nuclear groups were really, protecting our world in every way and they were inundated by these crafts. All right. So that seems to be the truth that they're leaking out. Then we have this DIA version that these are evil, maybe who knows what, and then the other side of it is from the CIA, oh maybe there's some sort of portal uh, dimensional beings coming in. And what's fascinating is the guy at the CIA I'm telling you about, he has said things that make it personal to some degree. And his wife may have some knowledge of what these portals are about. So when you start going in your personal agenda, then I think you yeah, have a very unique situation. So we well, can talk more about that if you want. But
1: it's very fascinating. Yes, I mean, so the the CIA, uh, the gentleman that was backing the company that you worked for, uh, you're saying he was he had a personal agenda. What what sort of comments was he making? In, yeah, along this, that line.
2: This, this is this, this is a very fast-paced scenario, I'm about to tell you. In 2017, sometime around the middle of the year, a gentleman named Grant Cameron, who's a well-known UFO researcher. I know him well. We, yeah. yeah, we know him well. And ca- Canadian, by the way. A very, very tough guy. And he was lecturing that Ron Pindolfi, same gentleman were talking about from the CIA, is now getting behind Joe Firmish and some sort of technology he's doing, which obviously is what I got about later in. And there, of course, something amazing, that Ron Condoleezza's wife may very well be, some kind of being from another dimension. Now, look, that's what was being presented to some degree by Ron and the people around him. Whether or not that's true or not, one can make a kind of a case that that wasn't the story that was being promulgated up to the public. Now, why he would allow that story to get out there and not, you know, curtail that and call that complete rubbish, one has to wonder. So, when I finally started to get into a discussion with him through emails over the last, you know, call it last few months, uh, at one point he did not deny it as being true. And then later on, seem to muddle that in a typical, you know, CIA manner. One minute you say something's true, and the next minute you say it's not. So that cancels it out. Good luck. But the story that we're hearing is that Ron's wife may very well be a very connected, uh, interdimensional kind of being uh, in our world. I don't know if that's true. That's sure that we've you know, put out to the public.
1: Well, when you go to you know these conferences, and you'll be appearing at uh, uh, UFO MegaCon, March twenty fourth to the thirtieth down in Laughlin, Nevada. Uh, I mean, I don't know about this particular conference, but if you go to enough conferences, you're going to you're going to hear people. They'll get up on stage. They'll make similar claims. Uh, I mean, we're really in. The, it's all pretty much speculation at this point. Uh, I mean, are you any closer? To knowing what you believe is the truth, or are you becoming increasingly frustrated, as I am, at the at the lack of of actual data, and just that the 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 claims seem to be getting getting more and more and more outlandish. Time travelers exactly. who, who lived uh, on I'm Mars right and so are.
2: forth. Yeah. I'm I'm right where you are completely. Uh, in fact, I plan to go back to more conventional journalism. In the very near future, in fact, I'm in negotiations now to move that direction. Uh, and I think I could do a lot more uh, work and service uh, in the journalist community, uh, covering things that are coverable. I think this entire UFO area, oh, as fascinating as it may be, Richard is not is not coverable. We have too many uh, operating forces trying to obfuscate, uh, confuse uh muddled the entire story. This Tic Tac UFO event that we were just describing before is a a great example of how, you know, you could have completely an amazing event or two and the way the government allow I'm saying allows it to be covered. I'm not saying they're doing the covering, but there appears to be some level of governmental um manipulation that will allow things to be released so badly uh, without any kind of provenance you can really point to. These UFO videos that were released to the, the Sons Academy are are completely unverifiable where the provenance came from. The Department of Defense will not say they came from them. So where did they come from? God knows. But I think we're getting to the bottom of one thing at least. This is the good news. As I go back to conventional journalism and really leave this subject matter, by the way, for I have to say it. Cable television and a few, uh, we'll call them, entertainment-driven outlets have really muddled the UFO field to the point now where I think no one could believe any of it being really that valuable in historical senses in any way. So but as, we, as I kind of move on to more conventional work, and by the way, I, I want to leave people with a thought tonight that as I hopefully take some calls tonight, I'm looking for people to help me in my pursuit of getting truth for my lawsuit. Anybody who can go to my GoFundMe thing by clicking on my name on your website, I would appreciate it, Richard. I mean, I'm fighting a very, very difficult battle. My children have been affected. I've been affected. These people are trying to really ruin really, what could be an amazing development in our world, which is the uh, uh, visitation of being from God knows where. But what they're doing is they're trying to make it a much more of a political thing. So I kind of decided to become a little more political myself, and I'm looking at all kinds of different ways that I might be able to get out there about this subject matter. And if you could help me, guys, I'd appreciate it. Go to that site. But uh, I want people to know that uh, this is a quote now from uh, Assange, uh, Junior Assange from WikiLeaks, which I don't know if you like him or not, and I'm not going to get into what the good things about WikiLeaks are or not tonight unless you want to. But uh, bottom line, you said something recently, that uh, 30% of the American population seems to be interested in UFOs. Why wouldn't that become more of a political platform for any candidate? And I've thought about it for many years. Like, easy, I may actually start to run uh, not on the ufo ticket, but not being embarrassed that we need to get to the bottom, the bottom of what's going on. With this thing. So that's my bottom line tonight, guys. In general,
1: so much to that. So. Again, if people go to um, my website, go to strangeplanet.ca, and then uh, the conspiracy show down that tab at the bottom, and under tonight's show, you'll see Robert's name, Robert Kiviat. Just click on that; that takes you to his GoFundMe um, uh, site. So, what's going to happen if you if if this case goes forward? Uh, are, I don't know how that works in a in a in a civil trial. You, you subpoena? Would you be able to subpoena these? these uh, various members of of uh, uh, the CIA?
2: We, we plan to, well, knowing that, Ron Pandolfo will be served probably, if not today, not to Sunday, tomorrow morning or Tuesday. Uh, we'll be served a typical, you know, Dan Marriott from the congressman of Utah who wanted to apparently control anti-gravity uh, development for the Utah uh, area in some way. <laughs> God knows why um and then, and and maybe that's true but I give me have some other time, and then maybe the bottom line is you know they will be brought into court, not only them, the people that were behind the machine before Joe's machine was being developed in two thousand and nine in two thousand ten. You are General Leslie Clark, former uh, NATO top NATO general. you had the present owner, the present owner. Of Skinwalker Ranch, who bought the ranch from Bigelow two years ago. He's Joe's former partner on the device. He will surely be going to the courtroom to explain his background, why he's involved, and all of that. So I think that when we comes right down to it, we're trying to get into this sort of nexus that seems to tie it into the $20 million, which, by the way, is not a lot of money. But it, it, you know, in military or DOD or whatever parlance you want to say, the government. But the fact that you know, Richard, you have the 22 million dollar uh, money earmarked to Bigelow from you know his very very uh, friendly politician named Harry Reid. One has to wonder how constituent gets 22 million dollars and no one else can really b- does get on it. Apparently, uh, others could get on that 22 million. They tip got. Oh, oh was funded from. But all I can say right now is it doesn't smell right. I mean, there are a couple of journalists right now that have contacted me. One's covering my story pretty much. You know, it doesn't smell right. It does not smell right. And something that is just wrong with this whole, the way the government seems to, you know, dole out their UFO related things to one guy in Bigelow. How'd that happen over the last, you know, 15 years? Why is Bigelow the guy? Once you go do a little research, and find out about Bob Bigelow, beyond the fact he's interested in UFOs in space. I think you'll find out there's a very, very interesting background with him. And I think this will be one of those great cases, you know, which will be like bringing people into the courtroom that maybe have just a small part of the story that it will get into bigger parts as we get into it. So it's going to be very interesting.
1: Are is it possible though, Robert, you might all, you might be opening yourself up to some some litigation here just based on what you're saying about some of these other people?
2: Uh I don't think so, because in the course of our facts and anything we've seen, uh I think any journalist out there, with their like I said, would say that we're just following the facts. We're not going to make any a claim that's not backed by some, you know, facts. So, I mean, when I say to you that the connection between Joe Firmage, the company that I work for, the people behind Civic Academy, and Skinwalker Ranch, it, these are easy uh, diagrams to just lay out. Simple as put, you can see the people involved. Um, the question about whether or not it's a coincidence or not would <laughs> be left to the average person. But why I bring this up is. It's an interesting mix of people, and all we're really trying to do is to really figure out why am I working for free for a year, while other people out there are basically trying to manipulate the public to believe sure certain things about UFOs. And I think what happened is we just realize that you can't get away with that kind of fly track forever. You can't just manipulate people and think, oh, they're just going to go up their way and, go away and uh, take their lumps. Well, unfortunately, I'm not taking my lumps. I it's this uh, story and everything I work on here very seriously, and I hope that people uh, are, are interested in this area of subject matter too, as well, and it help me out and understand that I was sucked into something. But by by having to fight back, I'm able to get into a lot of the truth, and that's something that I think is a unique kind of position to be in. So, hope that have some helps. <laughs> I know
1: you're gonna no doubt at some point run into some of these people at uh, this conference or that conference. I don't know if Tom DeLong is, uh, you know, present at any of these conferences, but um, uh, maybe at some point you, you might run into a Luis Elizondo. Uh, how I'm wondering that conversation might go. Oh, I, w- I would
2: say to you, I think Tom, and I'd to you, you might the you meant to go and have reaction. Um, they're just getting sort of caught in something they're not quite clear about. And maybe the union may very well, on the other hand, be very knowledgeable on the development. But the point is to be honest with people and don't make it's the first rodeo. This is not the first time, not the first rodeo, as we say, you know, that you see people trying to manipulate some of the story. Uh, and the story seems to be fascinating. They, at least the one the New York Times covered, that they were. Two events, although the New York know, Times did not know it. Uh, one we in two thousand four, in two thousand fifteen, separated by both, you know, the entire coast, one of the east coast and west coast, or west coast and east coast, and basically a fascinating event occurred. We want to get to the bottom of it. We want to figure out what's going on. Why do we have to have a, uh, a complete mystery about so many things if we are around with the use the information? The facts? Why are we going to take two years to find
1: out the facts about 30 videos? It makes sense. Uh, we're, we're heading into a break here shortly. When we come back, uh, I want to talk about uh, to what extent, and I don't want names <laughs> for obvious reasons, but to what extent, uh, you know, this whole sort of UFO conference industry, if I can use that term, is populated do you think by disinfo agents we'll do that when we come back robert kiviat my guest right here on the conspiracy show don't go away
0: exploring theories uncovering facts and offering a different view of the universe this is the conspiracy show with richard Sarrett on zoomer radio To speak with Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740.
1: Welcome back. Robert Kiviat. stays with us, veteran Fox Network UFO investigative TV producer. And um, we will uh, also take questions and comments this hour uh, for for Robert. I I asked you before the break, uh, this whole industry really that has evolved around the ufo et disclosure uh movement uh, to what extent and again I, I don't want uh either of us to get into any legal problems here but when you when you go to these conferences and you're rubbing shoulders with these speakers i mean how many of them do you suspect are disinfo agents oh first, first
2: of all let, let's look at uh you know get too concerned if we can, which is the immediate people, about offending anyone, whether it be companies or producers or or um, you know, look, I, I take all the you know, hits I take in for doing shows like Alien Autopsy on Fox, one of the biggest specials ever on television in America, you know, it wasn't a real alien or not, you know, the point is it could have been. It still might well be the representative of a real alien autopsy. And therefore, I'm not going to be, you know, anyway embarrassed to say, hey, I put one of the biggest shows ever on TV. And let's be clear also, all my other shows are trying to get to the truth of UFOs and other mysteries, just like other networks should be like AE, like History, like the producers that make these programs. So just because Tom DeLong or somebody else comes along and wants to be an entertainment company, well, I've been doing this for 20 something years. The point is are we trying to get to the bottom of it or are we wasting our time creating this entertainment for uh, the idol like you know uh you know wasting our time basically when it comes to ufo's if we are really being visited by other beings and that's being you know hidden from us by the governments of the world then that's one of the biggest problems you could imagine and we need to figure out how to get that resolved one way or another. You know, either we're living in a fantasy that we're all alone and we're here, or there's other beings here. And so the bottom line is we should be getting to the bottom of that. So if anybody wants to really truly get to the bottom of that, they should try to get behind what I'm about, which is I put my journalistic integrity on the line, I put my abilities on the line to look at the bottom of this stuff. But lo and behold, we, tra- we see this ridiculous uh, direction now, where we're seeing ancient aliens. Ancient aliens, are we kidding? I mean, is that going to move the UFO subject up in any way, shape, and form to truth? We're talking about a book years ago called Charity of the Gods by Eric Fadonikin. There probably isn't that much more material in the truth of ancient aliens of any kind in any way, shape, and form than was in the original book back in in the 70s. But no, they're going to find ways to create uh, what appears to be... BS about these subjects. And so that's what our entertainment industry has become. We, we, if we can sell it, you know, we can make it happen. Well, you know what? I'm so sorry. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things about proof. Maybe we've been visited years ago, a thousand years ago, but it would say one book, not eight seasons on ancient aliens, okay? So okay, the reality is, we become a culture that where aliens becomes the show of record for our UFO belief or subject matter or investigation, which is a fact. That is now the number one show for anyone that's interested in this stuff, and it gets you know a rating that you would say, yeah, yeah, it's okay, you know, it's okay, a couple million a million people, but not to the level that we would get you today on Fox. Cable TV has become a very different kind of platform. So bottom line, if you want to see real investigations of this type of thing, good luck finding it. And that's really what I'm about. So if I don't get those type of shows given to me by the networks to create and negotiate those deals, then therefore I don't see anyone else coming up with any kind of show like that. I'm not quite sure why that is. There's a lot of investigation to be done in this area. But now we have Neo Elizondo. He's got his own show now coming up on History Channel. Oh, that's very, very uh, unbiased, right? The same people coming out of the information, they're going to make the show. Mm, that's very, very <laughs> unbiased. So I guess we're we'll looking at a very strange
1: world of living. Here. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the ancient alien theory has become akin to a religion. And you can get yeah. yourself taken off a lot of Christmas card lists if you if you dare to to challenge that orthodoxy. It's become the new orthodoxy.
2: There's so little evidence, and, and people should know this. I'm sorry to break the bubble of the Italian world. So little evidence to support the idea that there are rock carvings showing of any kind, these type of things. But when, but when you look at it in a very kind of interesting, you know, kind of like subjective way, yeah, you can have a lot of fun with stuff. But what we're talking about here is getting to the bottom Of what might be one of the biggest mysteries of the last, you know, century or more, and the question is or a millennium, you know, and so what kind of journalism is being done for that? Not much at all, and so what I decided to do is kind of like wait for the right opportunity to go back to more conventional news gathering, if you will, because that really what we need right now in our culture is really good, getting of truth, what's true, what's not true. And I think my shows have been sort of like. You know, pigeonhole a little bit to be about the paranormal, but they always were fact or fiction. Is it true? You know, that's the idea. You know, and revealing being truth, if the truth is it real. So the issue is, you know, take, take the step I'm taking, and hopefully some people will join me in which I don't need to know. So that's where that GoFundMe thing comes in, and hopefully we'll be able to get a campaign going to get truth, which I think is about fun.
1: A lot of people. Uh, believe, especially since that December 2017 New York Times piece, that we are on the cusp. We are on the very cusp of disclosure. Uh, they're going to be very, very, very disappointed. Don't you think?
2: They know. Almost every person I've spoken to in the UFO community recognizes the in hangouts that we're living in right now. In fact, there are very, very major YouTube uh young youtube guys, in fact the one guy to tell you specifically, um, uh, is really on top of it to use the term hangout almost like, you know, almost like by date And it is the term that I think you should be very normal about, Richard, which is a like, combine a little bit of truth and a lot of BS. And the the ultra limiting hangout seems to be when the DIA and the CIA are coming from diametrically opposed positions and
1: confusing everybody. <laughs> there you go. So where, where where do we go from here then? I mean, obviously, you know you you want to you want to make uh, programs. You want to do proper investigations. You want to apply journalistic uh, standards to 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 approaching this topic. Uh, but it sounds like, as you say, you're you're about ready to throw in the towel and go back to doing you know. To doing, I don't know, for lack of a better term, regular sort of workaday type stories.
2: Well, yeah, let, let me make sure I clarify that, which I, I really love you. I love you. You get the report, important, so I really appreciate that. I did say I'm going to go back to more conventional news. My thinking is by being, being in a conventional news environment, I'll be able to bring some of the sensibility of this kind of like uh, uh, investigatory zeal, if you will, to this area that we're talking about. And even Bob Bigelow was on sixty minutes just a couple of you know, year years ago, really giving a, a spiel about what he was saying as opposed to I mean, really getting into it. So I think if just that there's a little bit more journalistic awareness of the stories that people are doing in the conventional news business, they could be a very deeper story if you know, just as an example, so maybe the remote viewing stories that were done recently on one networks and also the idea of what Bob Bigelow may represent in another story. So, my thinking is I can bring something to the table that will be a lot more in- inception, you know, uh, I should put it a-, a little more insightful, a little more knowledgeable for a position of knowing the beat, if you will, know, but then also being a position of the regular conventional stories as well. But by no means am I giving them a towel. I think what's happened here, it's become very clear that the regular media has very little interest in getting to the truth of this. So I have to become a member of the, of the regular media so that I can bring some of the possibilities in. And I think I've seen enough, and this is the good news, I've seen enough accept deceptivity of some kind at some pretty high levels in the new business, if you will, that this is not far afield of what they would cover. But when you talk about that you're covering UFOs and mysteries of the unknown, for the entertainment divisions of our country and our television landscape, yes, I pass. I don't recognize that as being a very good, uh, place to put my skill set. But having said that, there is one channel, or there should be I think, one broadcast network and one cable channel that is still interested in talking, and we'll see. we never know. We may see something happen with me. But I'm not about to stop pounding my pavement anymore. I think it's time for getting my lawsuit to resolve and bring these people in. So please, please, if you help me out of my gut, me. I really appreciate
1: it very much. So, All right, Robert, <laughs> hang in there. We'll uh, reconnoiter on the other side and continue to uh, delve into this remarkable, remarkable arena. Back with more on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us.
0: The world is being pulled over your eyes. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrant from Zoomer Radio. To reach Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740.
1: And we are back with UFO or, uh, with Robert Kiviat, and he will be a feature speaker at UFO Megacon happening March 24th to the 30th in Laughlin, Nevada, the Aquarius Hotel. And uh, again, you can go to ufomegacon.com to register uh, and get more information. Impressive lineup of of speakers, to be sure. Uh, I want to go back to your court case for a minute, uh, Robert. So for those joining us a little late, um, explain who the... uh, who, the, uh, who you have in your sight in terms of this court case? Who are you going after again?
2: It's, it's very simple. Back in the, uh, the late 2017, when Tom DeLonge, the International Academy, was coming out with their amazing academy, I had joined a company called uh, InterNASA, that's the International Academy of Science and Arts, and opposed to the International Academy, as you get the Academy Award. And it appeared that that company was very similar in many ways to what they were doing. But 10 years earlier, the company that I joined was really in motion 10 years earlier in different incarnations. And I became a competing kind of academy against the Strange Academy and was, I was seated with the job, the contract, the employment contract to bring that company up to speed and basically beat to the Strange Academy with a punch and try to make TV shows about what they were doing, which in our case, in my company that I was doing with the, with the CIA scientists that we talked about earlier. The CIA of scientist, John uh, Bedolphy, was backing a company that made a a, a gravity device of some time, and that was the company that I was trying to more or less bring attention to, and, and that was what my contract was for. So for a year, I worked for this company, and they did not pay me. And by not paying me, I issued a lawsuit for to uh, basically get my salary arrears paid. But but my lawyer was very smart about this. He said, "You know what?" We'll also have to pursue the truth about what we know about UFOs at the same time, because we'll be able to do discovery. We'll be able to do all the things that the court system allows for, and bring people in. And just as like one example, summing it up for everybody, the guy that was that's behind True John's Academy, the scientist working with Tom DeLong, is a guy named Hal Putoff. And now Putoff was behind the company that Joe was working with ten years ago. The guy I'm working with. So there's that connection between people that seem to be overlapping all these companies, and I'm right in the middle of this whole thing, and we're going to expose a lot of the truth of what's going on with the over disclosure.
1: That's it. it hurts. Best case scenario. What, what do you, th- what do you hope we'll learn ultimately from this court case?
2: Well, one thing would be nice to get paid the money my family needs. We worked for over a year for free, basically. We were more or less used and abused by the power structures of our government and other things that seem to want to take advantage of people like me. So, and even if they're operating in a rogue way, they're operating in many ways with that kind of, um, you know, uh, um, I would say aggressiveness. So regardless, I'm trying to get paid. Number two, I'm trying to bring truth to this whole field, because it's been a long time coming that you put people on your own, that you say, what can you say about this, that, other thing? And if they invoke national security, they're going to have to have a reason for that. You can't just say, national security, I can't answer that. No, you're going to have to say, what is the reason? And explain that, and put kind of court um, documents together to show why that is. So my lawyer and I are very, very eager to bring all these people into court and, and ask them to explain their behavior, which is one of, I think, recklessness at the very least, and maybe some level of malfeasance at the very worst.
1: So, would would Tom DeLong uh, be asked to testify?
2: Yeah, I think you would want to bring a Tom DeLong into the courtroom to ask him to explain what his uh, company is about, uh, how it came into being how uh, a guy named how Putoff happens to fall into his world, and also what's t- directly involved with the company I'm working with. In fact, the testimonial via, uh, video that you see for the anti-gravity device that Joe Furnish put together backed by Ron Kostoffi from the CIA appears to be um, what seems to be the same device that was made back in 2009, 2010 with how put-off and the former head of the uh, CIA division that See, Ron, Ron works for a, a kind of a, a place called the Weird Desk at the CIA. And the former director of the Weird Desk was a guy named Kit Green. So Kit Green and Hal put off the former the present scientist working with Tom Belong, those two guys, Kit Green and Hal put off the backing of the device that Joe has now developed 10 years later. So we have this complete nexus of people that are connected, and we want to figure out how are they
1: are connected. What's it all about? Is it possible, Robert? This—it's just too big. The story that it goes too high up the ladder. They—they—they won't—they won't stand uh, f- for this kind of information to be revealed in a in a in a well, trial.
2: At, yep, at some level, if they were to settle the case with my lawyer and I, I think that would show they don't want this to go into any more of a court uh, setting. On the other hand, if they let this go into more of a court setting, I think you're going to see the evolution of this case get into many other areas besides whether or not I was paid by salary or not. I think we're getting issues of black budget programs. We're getting to the issues about things that ATIP represent, how money gets sold out for certain research. And it's interesting that the money that goes to ATIP eventually falls down to how put off research papers. Hmm, Interesting.
1: Indeed. All right, we'll take one final time out, come back and finish up with Robert Kiviat right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Sarrett. Thanks for hanging out.
0: Big Brother is listening, and so are you. To The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740. Or toll-free, 1-866-740-4740.
1: Robert Kiviat stays with us uh, just a while longer. And again, he will be speaking at uh, UFO Megacon. Uh, And that conference is running March 24th to the 30th in Laughlin, Nevada. And an incredible roster of uh, speakers. And uh, that is at the Aquarius Hotel in Laughlin. And again, UFO MegaCon. Uh, dot com, ufomegacon.com. Robert, does anyone at the DOD or the DIA or the CIA, does anyone possess, do you, do you suspect the ultimate truth about UFOs or ETs or are they all just as sort of perplexed? They're all just kind of scrabbling around in the dirt like the rest of us in the dark.
2: I, th- I think the best way to put it is I've, I've noticed a uh, admission, more or less, from NASA that there may well be uh, evidence of artifacts on either Mars or the Moon that that I've covered for TV and print television and journalism uh, that you know print TV yeah, print and TV that I think I've discovered from talking to scientists over the years that we found evidence of it. Intelligence, intelligent instructions. Not to say that the HAAs people. Not to. I don't want to, I don't want to disparage anyone who loves that show. I, I want to take that back a little bit. I mean, we love the show. Great. The idea that we've left, like, or other beings have left evidence of their uh, existence on either the moon or Mars or even here on the Earth is a fascinating thing. So I think we have that evidence. Secondly, well, I think we have evidence of, of, of. of contact in space and contact possibly even here on the earth, we could either crash or, or retrievals of some kind that we are aware we're being uh we're not alone and we've had evidence of that. The question about whether or not the government will ever admit that, I think it's really a, a good one. I don't think it's likely that in our lifetime we're going to see some kind of admission. Hey, you know, they're here. Uh, and so we're left with what we see now, which is a complete 2019 version of the limited hangout, playing out for a year or two now. And it started the New York Times article a lot. And we've had three or four times in our history that we've had this before. We've had a UFO documentary in 1974, hosted by Rod Serling, had really sort of started insulting about the government working with producers and, you know, Tom DeLonge, if you will. To bring the word out, and then back in 1988, they had another show called UFOs uh, Cover Up Live where the government claimed that they were going to tell you know secrets of some kind. We never quite got those secrets, and it was a mess in terms of what you know came out—a combination of, of half truths and whatnot. And then we have more or we have now, and it, it, it's a mess. And so we've been good luck to try to figure out where the truth is. Like I said, if Elizondo actually had access to these videos, he would be releasing all the information in news conference. And so here's what we know. So we're going to go do now a year or two of a reality show where we're going to run around in the car and we're going to get to the bottom of it all. Well, it's all great entertainment, but where is the truth? And that's what we're left with right now. We're left with a lot of wasted time, and uh, unfortunately, we could, we could we could do a lot better. Is my bottom line. They do
1: a lot better. It's almost like we have to go back to square one in some respects, because, as you say, well, what? There's, it, it's become right. so. Yeah, that's pretty daunting, really, when you think how much, as you say, how much time has been wasted. We've been we've been chase, we've been left chasing our tails for all this time for decades.
2: Painful, painfully, and I must say, if anybody does feel for me a little bit and wants to donate a little to my legal legal defense or legal offense fund, um... it's to be able to recoup and be able to move on from a group of people that are trying to stonewall us, trying to you know obfuscate what's true by, by, by mixing together a lot of tantalizing possibilities and then kind of kibosh us. So if you if you care about getting the truth. Help me out but understand uh, I, I hate to say it, I've always felt a little bit like a martyr for this, but you have to be a little bit of a martyr because no one seems to care enough than you do. So hopefully we hopefully uh, people have to reduce care too. So understand if you read the story and then we get to the bottom, i have a YouTube video which uh, if you go through my uh contact send you and you'll hear it. I explain the case a little more in the detail so you understand it. But thanks for helping, which I appreciate it a lot tonight. Thank you so much.
1: Well, my pleasure. But I, I just have a few minutes here. I just wanted to ask you: did, when you re, when you were recruited uh, originally in in 2018, uh, and before you realized, ah, I'm being played here. I mean, were you did, were you filled with optimism, as if, wow, we're really going to get to the bottom of something?
2: A- absolutely. I actually, it's a great question. I say say for my uh, my entire story to be true and real. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, Chantel, she noticed that there was some talk on the Internet about um, seeing, you know, Joe was not paying people or something, and we had seen that. But the truth is that we, I, I had faith in Joe, I had people that were around him that, that he, you know, seemed like they were the right kind of people. So even though we had a history of a little bit of like Donald Trump, the pit, you know, he didn't just go out of date, you know you know, bankruptcy for the lead something like that, and so president of the next States, I was believing Joe had just been you know, a hard luck kind of inventor and had made a lot of money in Silicon Valley, so he clearly had success before. But uh, the fact that he did not have the money to cover my salary and you know, all that was a surprise and all that. But I must say that uh, I had my suspicions that I was generally optimistic. And uh, unfortunately, it turned out to be, like you know, say, a flytrap, which is where the CIA or often for the group, then the intelligence community, creates the illusion with other people that they something solid here, and maybe they're not So we'll get into that, Sean, sure in the quickies. Uh
1: One of the other uh, featured speakers at UFO Megacon is, is John Barber, who... Uh, of course, one could argue, you know, one of the 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 pioneers of reality TV, certainly one of the pioneers of reality TV, uh, and a, and a noted JFK uh, assassination researcher, we, and it's kind of an interesting choice to be speaking at a UFO conference. I'm wondering if you see any sort of parallels to what's happening uh, to the UFO disclosure movement with this manipulation, and what's what has happened also in the in JFK assassination research? a lot of dead ends, a lot of disinformation. Do you see a parallel?
2: Well, yeah, that's something that has emerged out of this entire year and a half of what's called conspiracy,
1: you know uh,
2: subject matter, if you will. And one of those things appears to be something called Q. And Q is apparently is operative. That my friend uh, Bob Davis, actually from New York, and he's had a very interesting uh, career path with me. He's been a great leader in research of the unknown mysteries if you will, and he is uh, a massage, medical massage guy right now, really interesting guy. But he's been getting me aware of this Q phenomenon. What appears to be Q is apparently either a secret military operative group, whatever. They're painting a picture that, you know, we're going to see some kind of a revelation about UFOs and the government at, at a scale that we've never even imagined, a level of conspiracy that seems to bother the mind, but even proposing the idea that John K. Jr. Uh, did not die in that plane crash years ago, tragically, in the late 90s, and survived, and it's going to lead us to some kind of level of um, disclosure, way beyond anything we've ever seen. So, people that are interested in conspiracy mysteries, if you will, will be very very they, uh benefiting by looking to Q. And that's really where the JFK assassination, whether that is in the Donald show seems to complain with the UFOs and all. And there are people that believe that Q is connected to the JFK family or JFK Kennedy, if you will, and the Kennedy's believe going into John Jr.'s death. That uh, John was killed, partially by the president, uh, due to the fact that he knew about what's true about UFOs and and, and and the truth about what we've discovered, a few other things, and that came out in the early postings by the Skeev. So it's curious who the is and why they be they be mixed a mixture of you know, conflating UFOs and John F. assassination and whether John Jr. really died or not. Indeed.
1: Robert, it is. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of conflating going around, for sure. Thank you so much for this, Robert Kiviat, and a good luck with that trial and the GoFundMe campaign. Thank you so much. All right. My thanks to Owen and Faz, Ryan and Albert. Back next week. Bob Conley, Tesla Medicine, right here on the Conspiracy Show. So long for now.
0: Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarring from Zoomer
1: Radio AM 740. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg. Grab a stool and come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told and you are among friends. Once again, I'm coming to you from my little studio beneath the stairs in Old Thorn Hill, just north of Toronto. A veteran Fox Network UFO investigative television producer, Robert C. Kiviat, is here for the full two hours to discuss disinfo agents within the UFO disclosure movement. Uh, last week, we welcomed our new technical producer, Faz. Uh, and this week, we're saying so long to Faz. Jeez, was it something I said? Uh, actually, he's just being uh, moved upstairs to a, uh, another position at Zoomer Zoom Radio. But I tell you, I go through technical producers like, I don't know, Mickey Rooney went through Wives. Uh, but Faz is leaving us. And our new technical producer who joins us tonight, uh, my, my seventh in nearly 10 years here on Zoomer Radio by my count, our new technical producer is Owen Wolf. So let's see how long he lasts before I scare him off. (laughs) Welcome aboard, Owen. Uh, Incidentally, if the men in black uh, show up at the studio door, just tell them I'm not there and they'll go away. Believe me, don't be frightened. Uh, Next week on the program, uh, Bob Connolly will be here. He'll be making an appearance at the Total Health Show, uh, but he'll be here to discuss Tesla medicine. That's right, Nikola Tesla, Tesla medicine. And uh, before I get started, I want to say thank you uh, to Brad Robinson, Denny Bladell, and Kirk Shamel, or Kirk Shamal. They are Star Chamber supporters on Patreon.com, and uh, we truly appreciate uh, their incredible uh, support and loyalty every month, part of our Star Chamber group, again, on Patreon.com. And in the next hour, I will be announcing the winner. Of this month's Strange Planet merchandise. And if you want to be eligible for the monthly draw, or if you want to be uh, eligible to participate in the monthly exclusive online live chats or online hangouts on air with me, uh, just go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Patreon.com forward slash strange planet and consider becoming an official supporter. Patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Robert C. Kiviat is here to discuss his harrowing 18-month odyssey filled with intrigue, deceit, obfuscation, and incredibly, the eventual realization that rival factions within the U.S. Defense Department and U.S. intelligence agencies are battling each other for dominance in explaining to the public what UFOs represent. Are they harbingers of doom, the apocalypse, or heaven on earth, or perhaps something in between? Well, let's find out. Robert Kiviat is best known for helping the Fox network establish its alternative TV department with highly rated primetime documentary specials such as Alien Autopsy, Fact or Fiction, UFOs, The Best Evidence Ever Caught on Tape, Number One and Number Two, Miracles and Visions. Fact or Fiction, Prophecies of the Millennium, World's Greatest Hoaxes, Secrets Finally Revealed, and Ghosts Caught on Tape, Fact or Fiction. Media outlets have called his production company the Fox Network's Real X-Files Documentary Unit, leading NBC Universal Sci-Fi to ask him to develop a series which delved into similar fact-based X-File-type stories, teaming with him from 2010 through 2012 to produce the weekly show Fact or Faked paranormal files. Robert's passionate work investigating the most baffling unexplained mysteries began years earlier as a top producer at NBC's Unsolved Mysteries. His Canadian UFO story about a hovering disc-shaped uh, craft videotaped by a mysterious source known only as Guardian gave that NBC hit series some of its highest ratings, as did Robert's segment on the miracle at Fatima, which inspired millions of, to contemplate why the Vatican deems this wondrous event a true case of divine intervention in 2014 NBC Universal Sci-Fi aired Robert's two-hour event documentary special Aliens on the Moon The Truth Exposed which revealed sorry <laughs> which revealed never before seen NASA photos Taken by the Apollo astronauts that appear to show gigantic lunar constructions of unknown origin. Time to coincide with the 45th anniversary of the historic first moon landing. The show's premiere was covered extensively by TV news outlets across the U.S. and major newspapers like the New York Daily News. Highly successful digital platform runs on Netflix and Amazon Prime followed, as did subsequent airings on Discovery Networks and international TV channels worldwide. Currently, Robert is developing an unprecedented TV docu-series that expands on a December 17, 2017 New York Times front-page investigation which ushered in a new UFO era by reporting that the Pentagon firmly believes UFOs recently filmed by military cameras might be alien spacecraft posing a real and present global Danger. Wow, quite a resume. Robert Kiviet. welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm good. So, sorry for that. I mean, uh, the bottom line is I'm seeing uh, a world filled with um, accolades, which are, you know, and and the bottom line really is getting to the truth about this. And uh, I do appreciate everything you said and thank you for the introduction. And uh, it's getting to the point now where I think uh, we're going to find out in the next several months who really wants to get to the bottom of this thing. I do to just try to play the paranormal uh, mystery
1: game. And uh, I think it's great to be on the show. Appreciate it. And we should also mention you will be appearing at uh, UFO Megacon, uh, which is happening uh, later this month. And that's uh, out in, uh, that's Laughlin, Nevada. And uh, we'll get you some more details, but people can register at ufomegacon.com. It's, Mar- it's March 24th to the 30th. March twenty-four to the 30th, and uh, again, that is in Laughlin, Nevada. You can go to ufomegacon.com for a full list list of uh, the impressive lineup of speakers, and you can register there and uh, and so forth. And, and Robert, you will be one of the featured speakers. Take us back uh, to what is being hailed as this new era uh, in UFO disclosure in December of 2017 in that New York Times front-page story, uh, with um, Robert Blumenthal and Leslie Keen and Helene Cooper. What were your thoughts when that story broke?
2: Sure. Uh, we, we had done a, a show, my, my company had done one, for NBC Universal and Saturday Channels called Aliens on the Moon, the Truth Exposed, where we showed meat, what, what could be really well, uh, photographs showing structure in the moon that Buzz Alger and the Armstrong shot on the way down from Apollo 11, and uh, we were trying to get to some really interesting archival footage and video from the moon landings at that time in 14, 15, and 16. And we had heard about this uh, Tom DeLong guy uh, from Blink Liberty 2 trying to kind of like ask military people if he could share uh whatever they might know about UFOs, which was kind of naive in a way because it's not, not to put Tom down anyway, but... The government is always liked when celebrities or people of that nature are actually interested in anything mysterious. So that really wasn't that big a deal. I mean, what we, were, we were curious when the um, uh, WikiLeaks uh, release of, of John Podesta's emails were released. There were really some interesting little tidbits there that appeared to show that the was getting in many ways shined on by military people. That uh, they they were saying, hey, if you're interested in UFOs, uh, hey, come over here. Uh, we'll show you some stuff. Um, and it looked like the typical limited hangout that's happened, well, probably over the last 40 years. There you were know, two or three very serious periods where the government had mixed true releases of information disclosure with things that were not really true releases. They were kind of like mixed with natural true disinformation and whatnot. Things that you could not really say were anything true. So basically, we watched this materialize, and all of a sudden, uh, back in I would say fall of 19, uh, of two thousand seventeen, Phoenix, um, we saw that, uh, and I saw that the long was making uh, a, you know basically predictions that he was going to come out with footage, and uh, we said, okay, great. And then just about that time when when that happened, I had heard about Joe Firmage. And Joe Furnage is an interesting guy. The CIA and the government have been interested in him for many years. And he had been basically coming out with his own version of an academy for about ten years. And how put off also was somebody that was very involved with Joe Furnage. So just about this time I kind of put all the pieces together and I realized there was something going on here. There are people involved with the government and had been involved in this kind, you know, releases before, that were now getting involved big time. So we had how Putoff getting involved with Tom DeLong and also how Putoff been involved with Joe Furmage years ago. And Joe Firmage has developed an anti-gravity device of some kind that was very, very interesting to certain people. So I knew that this is becoming quite a fascinating movie if you know what I mean. So we can get into a lot more tonight, but the bottom line is these issues have all come together to look like a DIA and some aspects in the CIA are kind of fighting for giving us information about these videos, what happened during the Nimitz event that the New York Times covered, and we'll get into that tonight. But that seems to me it's happening. Some kind of a game is going on between elements of DIA, elements of CIA, and they want us to kind of be confused by what's going on, but kind of get the point that maybe this of the two UFOs, but not very clearly, if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> so, if let me just see if I'm understanding and following along. Uh, so, Somebody is targeting uh, celebrities uh, to do some kind of a a controlled release, uh, controlled disclosure, uh, or a a manipulated, altered uh, disclosure, if you will, uh, in much the same way, for example, that some people accused Bob Lazar that he was being used... um, regarding Area 51. He was being used and abused. He thought he was telling the truth, but he was being fed misinformation or disinformation. Is is that the same thing that's going on perhaps with people like Tom DeLong and Hal Putoff?
2: I would say to you it's probably not too far uh, a stretch of, of an analogy, but I think we're looking at something a little bit more to the, to the uh, I guess, uh, a semblance of a this information campaign, where the people involved are, are seemingly very, very honest, trying to tell the truth of what they think is the truth, and the government, we'll call it uh, intelligence operatives, if you will, will get involved and will kind of mix it up just enough so everybody's off their game. Everybody doesn't quite succeed. People kind of get uh, caught up in a in a maelstrom of kind of like confusion, and before you know it, people are wasting their time. Careers are affected, uh, People livelihoods are hurt, and that's sort of what I'm going to talk to you tonight about. It's not just messing around with people in the UFO research community, it's actually hurting people. It's actually creating some sort of disinformation kind of campaign that you have to almost fight back and, after, and actually kind sort of counter to be able to make any semblance of truth. And I think what we're seeing is. In this particular case, uh, because I got involved with a company that was backed essentially by one of the top CIA scientists for the last 40 years, um, they might have just uh, kind of erred just a little bit in their, um, in, I would say in their exuberance, to pull off these kind of, um, what I call them, uh, fly traps. I and mean, you talked about that tonight, what a fly trap right. might be. And, and, and the fly trap here appears to be, they caught a guy, who was actually hired in an appointment contract like me to use all my journalistic and uh, production kind of skills to document what's going on. And the next thing you know, they kind of uh, get me into a slabber So uh, it's kind of a bit, you know, very, really very not uh, well thought out, really, because now that's all going to be revealed in a court uh, which has happened already. So we'll talk about that tonight. But you know, Right,
1: that's, right. That's so that they thought they could trade on your credibility and your expertise in the field of, of television production uh to to get their their version of the facts out or their version of the of what UFO disclosure should look like. Uh, so you were caught up in this fly trap except you you caught on to what they were doing.
2: Exactly. I'm so happy you said it just on that, it's You exactly what happened. They said, here's a guy with a Hollywood background. He's made many television shows like Tom DeLonge and company would like to create. In fact, you know, A&E and History Channel is, as I see it from the promotion I've seen already to Neil Alexander, they're pandering to this VIA kind of um, version of things, which is that, oh, oh watch out, you know, we might have some kind of dangerous crap out there and, ooh, we better, you know, build up our military. But in reality, the, the story is much more complicated, but too right. We wanted to use my background in television to kind of counter what two academy was doing. So one group was already off and running with their own investments. And then you came along, or should I say I came along, and they said, hey, here's a guy that you've got to latch on to, grab his credibility, grab his background. And you know what? Who cares if we ever pay them? And that's the way the CIA and some, you know, in terms of the operating, system, try operate over the years. that's cool.
1: I, I want to circle back to that and how you were approached and and got caught up in this fly trap, as you call it, in in, in little little later. But right now, I just want to I want to go back to that New York Times article and the um, the word that there was six hundred. Uh, or twenty-two million dollars out of the, the Defense Department six hundred billion. It seems like a pittance really, but twenty two million uh spent on this advanced aerospace threat identification program, ATIP. Uh and that the right. the, the person who sort of blew the the um the, the lid off of this was this uh military intelligence official uh Louis Elizondo. Uh when that story bro- broke and you read it in the New York Times did, did you it, it think...
2: It looks like it looks like I will a jump back right. you tell
1: me what, what I said. Sorry, you, you, you broke up there. I couldn't hear you. Go start again, please. No, if, if, I'm sorry. If you asking me, I didn't need to jump in. If you asked me what I thought, by the way, when I saw yeah. that,
2: it was pretty clear to me. And I think it's panned out that way. That the all was leaving the military uh, division that was associated with the ATIP program as we articulated, and he was leaving. He was leaving to become a member of an entertainment company. From the moment that he showed up on the stage, he played the part you could see of that military guy, oh, Shuck Shucks, he's leaving the military. And oh, amazingly, he's leaving with three outtakes of videos, which might be considered to be among the most amazing ever shot by Navy military pilots. Wow, how'd that happen? Doesn't look right. Did never look like right in the beginning. Then he goes off to sell the shows to A&E History Channel. Well, ironically, because I was already out there looking at the New York Times article for my own reasons, and also now working with this company which we went into called Into NASA, and backed by a top CIA scientist, I figured I'd be in a great position to figure out what's going on. So what appears to be the fact is Leo Elizondo brought these outtakes. I just interviewed for the upcoming event you mentioned, um, UFO Megacon at Laughlin, Havana. I think it's March 27th, I believe. But um, it's a whole week, March 24th to 30th, in Laughlin. And um, basically, I interviewed a guy named Jason Turner. This guy watched a 10 minute video, basically, of the famous Limits video. And Havana was leaked out about 30 seconds. Why does he have 30 seconds if Jason Turner? So 10 minutes, if, he, if he's the guy who was involved in the program, why is he leaving with 30 seconds of footage? Makes no sense. So this thing is turning out to be quite a, quite a debacle, I think, in terms of UFO information, because if we ever do see these longer videos, I mean, we'll probably have something we really talk about, but the, the fact of coming out so stupid and not clear is very, very concerning, I mean, for everybody.
1: Ah, it's fascinating. So this, this was being heralded as, uh, as truly, you know, the, the, the the new era in UFO disclosure. And uh, you're, you're saying, hey, let's just back off. Let's put on the brakes here. First of all, Luis Elizondo, Luis Elizondo is only presenting a very small portion of, uh, of these videos. Have you, I'm sorry, did you say you saw the entire, the entire 10 minutes of the, the video? You know,
2: we're going to bring on at the conference at the U.S. A con at the military, with panel that I'm going to be uh, moderating, uh, we're going to bring on a guy named Jason Turner, was on the Princeton, which was the major trip for the uh, military event in 2004. Right. And uh, basically, he's going to come out and say that he is going to a room and showing about 7 or 10 minutes of footage. Which apparently, in this event, that now we've been, been uh, watching for like, what, 30 seconds worth? So, why are we seeing only 30 seconds, which he's calling the very, very end of a long sequence, uh, where, you know, basically saw the, saw, you saw know, a much vivid, you know, imagery, much better quality video. So, why? Why are we seeing the portrayal of new with the guy? in charge of the, you could program
1: in many ways why strange well a, a lot of people may be disappointed <laughs> if all this turns out all of this hubbub and hoopla or this New York Times front page story ends up being a great deception another and a long line of uh, disinformation pieces we'll come back and uh, continue to delve into this fascinating story uh, this is The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away.
0: You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett
1: from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Robert Kiviat is uh, with us, uh, best known for helping the Fox Network establish its alternative TV department with highly rated primetime documentary specials such as Alien Autopsy Fact or Fiction. And uh, we, were talk- we are talking about how he was recruited in 2018 by a company backed by a top CIA scientist to create entertainment products aimed at extolling the virtues of anti-gravity development and UFO research. And he explains how he was soon manipulated to refocus his efforts on comp- uh, competing with To The Stars Academy. Of course, that is uh, uh, Tom DeLonge, former musician with Blink-182. That's sort of his baby. Uh, for, they were competing with them for Hollywood projects with the goal of making people believe UFOs or UAPs, if you'd rather, are related to interdimensional portals and human consciousness rather than beings coming from distant planets. Uh, all right. So take me back, uh, Robert, to 2018. How, how were you recruited? How did this happen? Well, I
2: was looking for a company that could possibly take this to the next uh, level of gravity, uh, or anti-gravity propulsion. I had uh, interviewed the former head of the National Security Agency uh, at the Bobruysk uh, know, should I say, my company, where uh, we had uh, one of our interviews, and it had clear indications that he was interested in anti-gravity propulsion. Uh, we found that out afterwards. So we really, I stayed focused on this issues. So about 2017. You know, uh, Midway through, I found a company that was interested in doing the type of research. And then a second company that got to my attention, one by Joe Firmage. So Joe Firmage was backed by one of the top CIA scientists. It became very clear through all the research we was doing. And so, you know, this uh, gentleman at the CIA backing Joe, we felt that, and I thought my company could actually get behind and help promote this if it was true. If it was true that somebody had found, the signature uh, scientific, I guess, a formula for how you could uh, affect gravity and be able to control it somehow. So uh, I was hired to uh, basically be the main TV, film, news media, you name it, communications guy for the company. And Joe uh, offered me a very nice contract. My contract was vetted by my top seven attorney. And before you knew it, I was working to him by the beginning of the Gravity Kingdom. And it was told to me very early on with Joe Firmish that I was working both for him and a guy named uh, Ron Condolfi at the CIA. Uh, Ron was acting as the uh, science advisor to the company in every way, and, and if we were able to get investors to believe that, of course, Ron Condolfi CIA was interested in the device that Joe was making with his uh, technical group, that we would have a great company to bring the world. And, I was going to help help bring the story out, you know, news media coverage, uh, a six-month media rollout plan culminating with a, you know, live event where this device, you know, is levitating, if you can imagine, you know, live on television and the world sees gravity has been averted. And I mean averted by not known methods of propulsion, uh, using devices that are not driven by any kind of, you know, fossil fuel. Or anything like that, I wouldn't say zero point energy, but I would say something that is not a known level of physics that we presently have. And so it appears this would be a real thing. But then the problem was the money in the the company is being sort of held up. Uh, There's a guy named Dan Marriott, He's a uh, former congressman uh, for Utah. And Dan Marriott was doing all kinds of maneuvers to control the company they not put any money in unless they any hacking. and unfortunately, you can't keep people working uh, for many, many hours without you know paying them when they have verified contracts. So I think again Marriott got involved in the sort of that a little over his head if I say so, and didn't realize that the slide shopping being put together appears to now be that long. And was maneuvering people to sort of work together, and nobody is really paying anybody properly. But oh, that could be a problem. But no one really worried about that. And uh, unfortunately, Joe is himself was affected by all of this. But uh, I have had to issue a lawsuit now to get paid for four years' work. But I must say that the problem seems to be that you get people to give their their company uh, abilities, uh, individual abilities, and then contact in the uh, you know, TV and entertainment industry, and you take advantage of people. Eventually, the uh, buck stops. You know, you can't keep doing that. As what I found out was, the CIA appears to be uh, kind of known for doing these things, which are called these fly traps, where they kind of bring people together and kind of waste their time, don't uh, get anywhere. But I must say that I think in Joe's case, there's probably a real device. There's no doubt that we see we see what looks like to be a real device, and you know, we start looking at the people who have been kind of been through this for the last ten years or so. You find out the present new owner of Skinwalker Ranch, the person that bought Skinwalker Ranch, Bob Bigelow, is one of Joe Furman's former partners in developing the early rounds of the anti gravity device. So it's quite an interesting story. So we have now issued a lawsuit, and in court, will be bringing all the people that are associated with together. I'm sure how put off uh, to the third of the Academy, uh, people involved in the whole operation. Uh, will be looked into as possibly, you know, being going through this trial. And I think we have to look at why would it be $22 million went to Bob Bigelow. Uh And then basically brought all kinds of people together to look at these kind of issues. But there's really a lot of answers. There's answers that need to be you know, found. Which uh, I think in a courtroom, we'll get to a lot of these issues.
1: And so, just so, again, so I'm following here, because this is a, it's an involved story. Uh, and there's a lot of things at play. So this anti-gravity device, that you, you you think there may be something to it, but is the contention that it was, what, back-engineered from, from uh, reverse-engineered from a piece of uh, alien craft that crash-landed somewhere? Wh- where did it come from? It,
2: it, it, it's a very good question. Uh, apparently, at some point, that was sort of the, uh, the indication. That maybe um, something the CIA had told Joe, Would be something we could utilize in this development. And the the fact seems to be that Joe came up with an idea of of having a certain level of, um, uh, techniques used in physics to kind of offset certain things or create certain things to occur. But none of those things necessarily from, you know, finding a piece of hardware from a robot crash or something like that. But uh, that was the early suspicion that maybe there might be something there. And now it appears that it's something much more different, It appears that journalists if, if you follow it lump and dolphin, what the CIA is saying, from even, like, living room YouTube meetings that the, the family seems to have, Ron's wife, uh, from the CIA, they seem to be having these YouTube uh, events where they do live kind of uh, events. And, and, you know, kind of talk about this device, its created in a way that maybe it's opening up portals, but somehow it's opening up some level of interdimensional physics. And that's just, like, mind-boggling. But, of course, as a communications guy and the TV and news guy, I'm wondering, what the hell is going on with that? So it's very strange. And, and in fact, not clear at all whether or not Joe may have upon some kind of physics phenomena that is bigger than even, oh, no, not bigger, but... But, but beyond the level of what he think what he created. It's possible that
1: the litigation case. <laughs> so l- l- let's find out. I mean, who who are the players here in, in terms of and and what their agenda is? So on the one hand, we have the intelligence agencies like the CIA, and and you were working for a company that was backed by by the CIA. And then on the other hand, yes. we have uh, this, you know, this ATIP advanced aerial threat um, a program going on inside the Pentagon. So we have the Defense Department on that side. Are they are they working at cross-purposes? What are their agendas? Yes. Why, You know, what uh, are they trying I'll, to do I'll, here?
2: I have an answer in the system of you know, which resistance that I understand because I worked for a quarter of a year for a company and took it away take time with my family, and care like my loved ones, uh, not include the uh, majority of my fees, I've seen companies that talk to the CIA that looks like they'll be able to get you a lot of UFO secrets what? through this process of getting remunerated profits by time and all that. But back to the question you're asking, there appears to be two separate camps. There appears to be this DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency Group, that is associated with the ATIP program, simply put, by being uh, defense intelligence agents that would go to the Bob Bigelow property and still ranch over the last, you know, 15, 20 years. They would spend time there. But this is money spent throughout the period that the uh, government was probably giving some level of money to Bigelow. Uh, then, of course, it increased by the 2007 infusion of. $22 million, which we are getting into. But bottom line, Bob Bigelow seems to have been involved in uh, a realities from, from time to that. before that. And so what I'm saying to you is that it appears $22 million was spent essentially studying some of the follow-on research that it seemed like ranch for the last 20 years. And these DIA, the Intelligence Agent-type people, I've been trying to conflate UFO sightings with ghosts, poltergeists, dice, Bigfoot, every paranormal uh, thing you could imagine, allegedly all happening like in a paranormal supermarket called Seamwalker Ranch. It's it's ridiculous. It boggles the mind how anybody would believe that. But we have guys, and I, I think George is a very nice guy, George Matt. I, I, I've i had him in my own shows. You can see him on Netflix tonight, on one of my shows called UFO, the best of each ever caught on tape. We have George
3: Matt
2: actually helping to fuel that story that there's, you know, some kind of connection between those CFOs, that um, every paranormal uh 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 athlete imagine. And, and, and somehow that makes it clear that these EFOs are something other than uh, beings coming from another planet to check us out. Or so maybe nuclear or whatever they can to be with nuclear weapons, It seems to be more than most people think. So when it comes right down to it, I mean, I don't understand, and I wish I could explain for me why anybody would conflate all these things under the Steve Uncle Ranch label, which is what the DIA is trying to do. The Tom DeLonge operation, if you will.
1: Really okay, to it. Robert, I got to forgive Richard. the interruption. Yeah. I got to jump in here. We've we've got to rush off to a break. We'll be right back, and we'll pick this up on the other side. Robert Kiviat here on the Conspiracy Show. <laughs>
0: The truth is not out there. It's right here. The Conspiracy Show
1: with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. Robert Kiviat is uh, with us, and he will be uh, one of the featured speakers at UFO Megacon, March 24th to the 30th at the Aquarius Hotel in Laughlin, Nevada. And uh, for more information and to uh, register, you can go to ufomegacon.com, UFO Megacon megacon.com. dot uh, com Robert, you're gonna be you know walking into this conference uh, a lot of people may not be receptive to what you're saying. Do you know what I mean it's you it, you're gonna be really no, stirring the pot
2: yeah. uh, there's no doubt i think I think we're at the point now where I've become a bit of a contrarian. Uh, I did a show a while back for Fox called World's greatest Foxes secrets finally revealed where many people felt they had become a debunker after doing a lot of shows that seemingly promoted UFOs and other other state phenomena kind of mysteries but it never was any of that. It was always getting to the bottom of what's true and what's not true as a journalist and so I've always adopted a journalistic kind of view of what I'm doing and even if I don't make as many shows as I would like for both financial and other reasons uh, I know I'm on the track of truth, that's my goal. And when the UFO community seems to basically miss the ball here, that they're being manipulated by a very savvy, long-running group of intelligence operatives who basically are almost the same people. I mean, they almost have never left. Uh, It's almost ridiculous that people don't stand up and say, hey, wait a second. They can't just hear how obvious this is and just step up and do what's right. So I'm doing, I think, what any uh, self respecting journalist would do on the beat called UFOs and would say, would call foul when he sees foul. And right now we're dealing with a younger group of people, maybe in the UFO interested community, would see Tom DeLong and say, oh, look at this rocker who's interested in UFOs. You know, one of the earliest rockers interested in UFOs is John Lennon. I guess I did a story about John Lennon to the UFO in New York. And just because of that does not mean you believe everything that goes along with that. And if we see what's going on with Two Star Academy, which uh, I think we're finding uh, a lot of not very clear things, and uh, we have to be very, very alert, I think, as consumers right
1: now. Very but important. again, to be clear, uh, and I think it's important to be, uh, to be crystal clear, you're not suggesting that Tom Delong is being disingenuous or that he's trying to that he's responsible for the manipulation uh, that you're if I'm understanding you, you're saying that he got caught up in this fly trap. He doesn't realize to the extent that he's being manipulated and used. Is that right?
2: I, th- I think he might, he might very well realize it. I don't know. He just sent me an interesting message a few months ago. I think he was looking for a media opportunity. Everything seemed to be about getting a media opportunity for himself. I think he would have to admit that his communication to me already seemed to be media-driven. It was all about getting the truth out about UFOs and what we may really know about our place in the universe. It very little to do with that. I the beginning of how we would deal you know what I mean, which, which probably could guess. Uh, I never quite understood why anything would ever come out truthfully if we were looking at rights deals and financial aspects. I mean, if that's how our journalism and our truth comes out, we're screwed. We know that big business controls a lot of it, we think. So it's silly really to think that that would be a very, you know, good way for truth to come out. Well, or oh, there are so many aspects of to the Star can Academy that rings so hollow in terms of what they're trying to achieve. I mean, who comes out with an entertainment company, first and foremost? I mean, at least Bill Firmage and Ron Condolten, as, as much as I'm seeing that we help in my lawsuit, which we will talking about tonight, I mean, to get paid for the work I've done, because there's been kind of a, a weird mismanagement of people. At least they were coming out with the right idea. You come out with a machine. You can create something. You say, okay, look what we're doing here. We're trying to make something. To the self economy, seems like they're going to make something. They're going to get ooh, this guy used to be at you know uh, Lockheed. Uh, he's going to somehow lead us to the holy land. That we're going to make a machine. Stop it. You do it by business research organization. You do it by you know putting together a routine, team. And you know at least at the, at the uh, outset it looked like that. That's that was happening. to far, I don't know what and the challenges we're doing and I think we'd have to look into
1: it and very seriously about that I believe that I mean I think many of us or most of us maybe even have, have a pretty good sense that you know we have been manipulated really from the get-go like we, I look at Hollywood and we have this steady stream of seemingly conflicting messages sometimes by the same director you'll have someone like Steven Spielberg who comes out with E.T. Uh, and, and portraying, you know, extraterrestrials as as these uh, benevolent beings. Uh, and then Steven Spielberg comes out with War of the Worlds, where, as you say, it's the apocalypse. Um, and we can pick up on that point when we come back. And whether that's all part of this manipulation, and, and it's coming from Hollywood as well. We don't know what to think about ETs. Robert Kiviat, my guest, we'll pick this up on the other side. The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett.